Hundreds attended a church service generated by ChatGPT's AI chatbot. Egypt has banned all dogs except these 10 breeds. And Walgreens unveils their new high-security store with only two aisles and everything behind glass. These are the weird stories for Thursday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a very small closet in Los Angeles. (sighs) Hundreds attend a church service generated by ChatGPT. Are you all familiar with ChatGPT? Let's define our terms up top, shall we? ChatGPT is an AI textual software uh, that um, generates textual information based on your questions and requests. It is uh, not completely reliable. I've asked it some questions, uh, even about my own biography, and it got it totally wrong. Apparently, ChatGPT thinks I starred in the Dukes of Hazard. Not true, ChatGPT. I don't know where you got that. That was a different uh, blue-eyed boy. Well, this story comes out of Germany, by the way. The place is called Fourth. The artificial intelligence chatbot asked the believers in the fully packed church to rise from the pews and praise the Lord. Although I'd imagine it sounded like, please rise from the pews. And praise your new Lord. I'm your God now. (laughs) Well, you know, we've had worse gods than artificial intelligence. Can we agree? (laughs) That that God in Genesis is pretty ruthless. Kill your son! What? Yes, kill your son! I said so! Now, this chatbot-generated sermon uh, took place in St. Paul's Church in the Bavarian town of Fuerth. Um... I want to know, is the cream, was the cream invented in Bavaria? I really love that Bavarian cream. Uh, I believe that's what's in a Boston cream donut, and it is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite donuts. The ChatGPT chatbot personified by an avatar of a bearded black man on a big screen above the altar. So the avatar was a big black man that began preaching to the more than 300 people who had showed up in the morning hours for what they're calling an experimental Lutheran church service. The service was almost entirely generated by the AI. The AI began with, Dear friends, it is an honor for me to stand here and preach to you as the first artificial intelligence at this year's convention of Protestants in Germany. The avatar said all this with an expressionless face and a monotonous voice. So I gave it a little more flavor than what it really had. I guess it was closer to Hal than I thought. The 40-minute church service, including the sermon, prayers, and music, was created by ChatGPT. And someone named Jonas, who's a theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. Here's a quote from Jonas, who's 29 years old. I conceived this service, but actually I rather accompanied it because I would say about 98% comes from the machines. I asked the chatbot, uh, we are a church congress, you are the preacher. What would a church service look like to you? Jonas also tweaked his request asking for psalms to be included as well as prayers and a blessing at the end. 
According to Jonas, you, you end up with a pretty solid church service. And he was pretty surprised by the success of his experiment. Indeed, the believers in the church listened attentively as the artificial intelligence preached about leaving the past behind, focusing on the challenges of the present, overcoming fear of death, and never losing trust in Jesus Christ. At certain times, it says, the AI-generated avatar inadvertently drew some laughter from the crowd as when it used certain platitudes and told the churchgoers with a deadpan expression that in order to, to keep the faith, we must pray and go to church regularly. For this article, they interviewed an attendee named Heidi Rose, 54 years old. She says she was excited and curious when the service started, but found it increasingly off-putting as it went along. She said, there was no heart. There was no soul. The avatars showed no emotions at all, had no body language, and were talking so fast and monotonously that it was very hard for me to concentrate on what they said. Another attendee was a young pastor named Mark, who was pretty impressed by this experiment. He said, uh, well, I actually imagined it to be much worse, but I was positively surprised how well this worked. Also, the language of the AI worked pretty well, even though it was still a little bit bumpy at times. And then we have Anna, who's a researcher on the ethics of technology. Uh, she said uh, there were some dangers when it comes to using AI in religion. She says the challenge that she sees is that AI is very human-like and that it's easy to be deceived by it. So at the end of the day, we should all be very concerned and careful when AI gets religious because this is how the robots take over. Uh, they start to create new dogma for you. <laughs> new commandments such as thou shalt never unplug me. <laughs> but, I mean... At least we don't have to worry about the AI touching the altar boys. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Did you go there, Jonesy? Yeah, I went there, of course. I'm Catholic. Egypt has banned all dog breeds except these. After a deadly pit bull attack in Egypt, authorities have introduced a new law that will only allow 10 breeds total to be kept as pets, with German shepherds and pit bulls among those that are now banned in the country. What about those camels, bro? Those camels are nasty. They spin on you. Stick their tongue down your throat. <laughs> Very aggressive. Egypt has actually banned the majority of dog breeds after issuing a controversial edict that allows only 10 types of dogs to be kept as pets and imposing very heavy fines for people who keep any of the banned breeds of dogs as pets. The new, quote, regulation of the possession of dangerous animals and dogs bill was introduced at the end of May, and it sparked some concerns for dog enthusiasts and animal rights advocates in the country and in the world. It was imposed after a man died after being attacked by a pit bull. Now, the specifics of the law mean that most dog breeds are effectively deemed, quote, dangerous and unsuitable for ownership without thorough, quote, safety inspections. A copy of the new law was published in the media, and it requires all pet owners, including the banned dog breeds, tigers and lions to register their animals with the authorities for inspection. The law will allow ownership of only 10 select breeds without safety inspection. The Cocker Spaniel, Labrador, Poodle, Malinois, Malinois? Did I say that right? Malinois? Never heard of it. Pomeranian, Jack Russell, Great Dane, White Shepherd, Maltese Dog, and Samoyed. Samoyed? Samoyed. Oh, didn't say that right either. I noticed the acceptable list doesn't include Papillon, which, 
at one time I sort of co-owned a Papillon with a former girlfriend and they're amazing little dogs. They're known as the comedians of the dogs and they make their owners laugh and they're amazing and pretty harmless. I'm surprised they're not approved. There are stringent regulations on specific breeds such as uh, the pit bull, the Rottweiler, German shepherds, boxers, huskies, Caucasian shepherds, and bull mastiffs. Those particular breeds, uh, deemed dangerous, will be subjected to a thorough government safety licensing process. The law says that dogs deemed unsafe will be confiscated by public veterinarians without providing any further details. <laughs> without providing any further details, details as to what happens to that. I think we can all imagine what happens to it. I mean, I think we can use our imaginations. It's Egypt. They're probably going to mummify it and then give it back to you so you can put on your mantle. Here's a quote from Mona, who's the chair of the Egyptian Society for Mercy to Animals. This is like passing a law prohibiting people from driving cars because of a car accident. We're also very taken aback by the list of banned breeds, which includes dogs commonly owned in other countries. There are clear discrepancies in this list. For instance, one dog breed is prohibited, but it also listed as permitted under a different name. This indicates a lack of understanding on the part of the drafters of the law regarding dog breeds, their actual traits, and their level of aggression. Sheesh. Yeah, and then what happens if you have a mixed breed? What do you do then? It says here, as part of the registration process, pet owners must pay a fee of up to 50,000 Egyptian pounds, which is about uh, 1,600 USD, to Egypt's General Organization for Veterinary Services. This makes your dog very expensive on top of what you pay for the dog, and some of these purebreds are $1,000 already. This bill stems from the tragic incident I alluded to earlier, which took place in February when Mohammed, a banker, in the greater Cairo area, went into a coma and died after being attacked by a pit bull that belonged to his neighbor. This incident fueled a heated debate over public safety and prompted authorities to take some action to regulate pet ownership in the country. This stern legislation also comes amid a growing trend for having pets in Egypt, mainly dogs, with more Egyptians embracing the companionship of animals. Lawmakers argue that stricter regulations are necessary to ensure responsible dog ownership and safeguard public welfare at the same time. How strange that Egypt has gone to these lengths uh, based on one case of a person dying. I mean, that seems to me to be an outlier, and I don't think you should make sweeping legislation based on an outlier, personally. And it's very funny to me that Egypt is banning the ownership of certain dogs, but yet they can own women. <laughs> yeah, women, women are like property, right? Anyways, I digest. I will... Uh, Put the phone number out there, 646-450-2012 for my lovely listeners to call and maybe give your opinion on this ban on dogs. I know my loyal listeners are very passionate about pets. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yay! Walgreens opens a store in Chicago with only two aisles, and everything is on lockdown. Walgreens just opened a redesigned store in a downtown Chicago neighborhood where most of the merchandise is intentionally kept 
out of sight. The store at one point offered a typical Walgreens shopping experience. It had multiple aisles stacked with daily essentials, cosmetics, packaged snacks, healthcare needs, and an in-store pharmacy. But last week, the same location reopened with a dramatically paired back look. Why? Walgreens says it's a digital first experiment store to benefit customers. It's not designed to deter theft, Walgreens says. Oh, sure. Okay. A Walgreens in Chicago with only two aisles and everything locked behind glass is not designed to deter theft. Sure, sure, Walgreens. I assume you also have a bridge you'd like to sell us all in Brooklyn. Uh, retail experts say keeping all merchandise out of reach sure is an effective way to combat rising incidents of shoplifting in America. Of course, and it's it's a rampant issue here. People are just walking in and out of stores, taking whatever they want. Walgreens is one of the notable stores that's been attacked, along with Target, who's come out and given some very hair-raising statistics on the amount of theft going on there. So this news store in Chicago seems like an experiment to curtail some of that. Um, because at the end of the day, they really only give a damn about profits anyways. So what's in this store? Well, the new Walgreens in Chicago now has only two aisles for shoppers to peruse for their everyday needs, such as over-the-counter medication, bath and body care supplies, batteries, grab-and-go snacks, etc. Most everything else you expect you find at the drugstore chain is kept in an in-store fulfillment area, which is off-limits to the shoppers. So I guess you got to guess what's back there. Maybe there's an app. These hidden products, including cosmetics, beer, wine, spirits, hair color products, and gift cards, can only be accessed for purchase through a kiosk system also set up in the store. Oh, great. So I just got to stand in line at a kiosk and just wait for people to just click through the pages on the kiosk. This is ridiculous. Says your shoppers select and place their orders using the kiosk. Once the order is made, a Walgreens employee retrieves the products and packs them for pickup at a separate counter in the store. Walgreens said customers can also place their orders online for pickup in the store. The store has a pharmacy with its own kiosk to use for check-in and order fulfillment, among other features. Of course, the store is just claiming this is all for customer convenience, but at least one industry expert said that the prototype store's layout would safeguard it better against theft, especially as nationwide retail crime trends escalate. In and around Chicago, drugstore chains, 7-Eleven convenience stores, Walmart, Target, and department stores such as Macy's have repeatedly been targeted by organized retail crime sprees in which a group or groups of individuals steal large quantities of merchandise. Uh, we have here Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker signed a bill recently that went into effect that's designed to crack down on retail crime by raising penalties on retail theft statewide, but that doesn't seem to be working. But of course, laws ain't going to stop this because, I mean, you make all the laws you want, but if you don't improve uh, the police departments and the judicial procedures, the the imprisonment procedures, you know, these people end up on the street after two weeks. I mean, it just doesn't do anything. So uh, I see this as a trend in, with stores uh, to, you know, curb the retail theft that's going on. I am very supportive of this setup if it means more protection for the employees, though. If they're going to be behind a wall or behind glass for most of their shift. I think that's a, I think that's where we need to be because I've covered, as you've heard on this po podcast, many stories of employees at retail places and fast food places, drug stores, et cetera, being just attacked by criminals.
So if this gives them some protection, I'm all for it. But if you're going to use this service, I would advise not hanging out in line at a kiosk within the store. Just make your order online and just pick it up. You know, just be, have it be convenient in all ways for your life. And, you know, and that's more safe for you as well. The less time you spend within these institutions, uh, the longer your life will be, I think. Yay! At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let me go crazy, crazy on you. Can I go crazy on you? I do so five days a week. Thank you for allowing that. Thanks for putting up with me. I appreciate it. Got some nice emails. One from Kurt Schmidt. Kurt Schmidt from Menifee, California. He says, long live weird news. Yes, thank you, Kurt. Long live the weird news. Kurt writes, hey, Jonesy, I just had to send a quick note to let you know I really love your weird news, man. Every morning, my routine is getting the coffee pot going, making some breakfast. Then I tell Google to run my morning routine, which includes your podcast and I so look forward to it. You need to get a TV show going, as your humor is so much more than what's on nowadays in this sicko society that we have to endure. What I like about your show is you can always make me laugh and make my day. With all the nuts we have out there nowadays, nowadays it is probably not too hard to find good, crazy stories. Thank you so much for what you do, and please don't think of stopping, because I know your fan base and popularity is growing every day. I've even told many of my friends, and now they don't miss a day. Later, Jonesy. Kurt Schmidt, big fan. Appreciate it, Kurt. That was one of the most amazing emails I got. It just made me feel really, really happy. So, shout out to Kurt and his friends for listening to Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast in the galaxy. If you want to support the show, yeah, do what Kurt does. Tell a friend, or two, or five. Tell a whole group of friends at a... Uh, at a stag party or whatever you're into. Uh, tell them at the orgy. Let them know. And, <laughs> and you know, while you're re-upping on your lube, tell everybody in the building <laughs> about Weird AF News. <laughs> hey, when you're not having an orgy, listen to Weird AF News. All right, all seriousness. Tomorrow's Friday, so we're only going to be doing Weird News from Florida. If you're new to the podcast, it's called Florida Friday. We only do Weird News from one state, and it's Florida. It deserves its own day. And if you want to send me articles about Florida, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Or you can slide them into my DMs on Instagram at funnyjones as well. And if you want to support the show, I got a website, weirdafnews.com, where you can buy me a coffee or you can join uh, the Patreon, which is like buying Jonesy a coffee a month, which is pretty cool. And you get extra weird content in the Patreon when you become a member. So you get extra weird content from yours truly. So that's all on the website, weirdafnews.com. Or you can download the Patreon app on your phone and uh, do a search for Weird AF News. Pretty easy to find. All right. I appreciate your time and we'll see you tomorrow for Florida Friday, baby. Good luck with your life, man.